Hey everyone, live from New York City, I'm Jay Dombeck and this is Sports In Depth. Hey everybody, JD here on hand, week 10 and we're live in the studio for Monday Night Football. Jared Goff and the L.A. Rams beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 27-24. Goff won the QB matchup. Tom Brady struggled again on primetime. Two picks um, and a conservative call on third down by Sean McVay just running the football. He thought a field goal would do it and the brilliant mind wins again. He caps off the game by three. Uh, the Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Cleveland Browns on Sunday, and Eagle fans and NFL experts are thinking, should Carson Wentz be benched? I do agree. Now, everyone in the NFC East only has three wins, so you have a little leeway there, but the Eagles seem to always be playing from behind due to Carson Wentz's turnovers, and that's a big issue. Say the Eagles sneak into the playoffs, they want accuracy from the man behind center, and For example, he threw a pick six in this game, and right away the Eagles were down seven with the point after. Wentz has to clean that up if he wants to remain the starter. The same amount of picks this season as he does TDs, and that's not acceptable in this league. He has a QBR of only 48.1. It's time to put in Jalen Hurts, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, The young prodigy is ready from Alabama and Oklahoma. And uh, keep in mind, the Cleveland Browns, this is their first win against the Eagles since 94. That's something to be said. The Eagles should be winning this football game based on talent, and Wentz wasn't the guy yesterday. So moving on, the Saints remain the top team in the NFC despite not having Drew Brees. Taysom Hill did his job behind center. He had 233 passing yards and 51 rushing yards with two rushing TDs. The kid can flat out do it all. Saints D also picked off Matt Ryan twice. Also, the most important thing is Michael Thomas. He's back in rhythm after missing a few weeks, and uh, he had nine receptions for 104 yards. And Saints, even without Drew, guys, it, it just seems to be child's play. As I said earlier, 8-2, and two, and they're beating good teams. Think about it. They beat Tom Brady twice. How many times in Tom Brady's career can he say a team beat him twice? <laughs> Drew and the, and the New Orleans Saints are in an elite company, folks. Moving on, devastating news for Bengal fans and NFL fans in general. The number one overall pick from last year has a torn ACL and MCL and is out for the season. He took a hit and his leg just went sideways. The franchise QB, uh, who knows what the future holds when you go down with this type of injury at this point in your career. The future is unknown and Joey's a great kid, great family and he was having a great year. I mean, Bengals are going through a rebuilding process and They're not looking to win right away, but they're looking to see improvements. And they sure did. And prayers up to Joe Burrow and uh, get well soon, Joe, because the NFL misses you. Next, Steelers remain unbeaten. 
They didn't really play an opponent this week, folks. The Jacksonville Jaguars, that's easy for Big Ben and company. So uh, Steelers are looking at a tough game Thanksgiving night, though, uh, against the Baltimore Ravens. And Lamar Jackson's looking to give Big Ben his first loss of the year. Something to be said about that. Bill Belichick frown on his face this Monday morning. Lost again, sixth loss of the year. And the postseason looks like it's on the line uh, with how the Buffalo Bills are playing within division, with the Miami Dolphins being second. New England sits alone at third in that division, and it's a heavy hill to climb. And Bill, you never question Bill and Josh McDaniel's coaching style, but I feel with Cam, he's so used to running the football, they got to do a better job flipping back and forth between run and pass. They got to put more confidence in his arm because his running ability speaks for itself. But accuracy comes with more throws. They incorporate that more. They should be just fine. Bill knows it's a year, you know, first year without Tom Brady, the GOAT. So you know you're not going to be where you were. But you want to see if you could get over that hump and get New England back to, to winning seasons. Playoff appearances. That's what they know since, uh, since 2000 with Tommy. So the Titans, Titans seem to have the Ravens number. They beat them Sunday in overtime, beat them last year in the postseason. King Henry with a walk-off TD run in this one. Ravens are not the team they were last year, folks. Lamar Jackson's not the player he was last year. They're 6-4, and four, heading into a tough game. Uh, as we mentioned earlier, Thanksgiving, that's a toss-up between him and Big Ben. Whoever brings it defensively should win that ball game. But the AFC, it seems to be like after Pittsburgh, after KC, I don't really see too many other teams that can compete for the whole thing. So the NFC seems to be a little tighter of a race, if you ask me, up to this point. But uh, hey, Titans, Titans are holding on, and they should be a playoff team. Another OT finish yesterday, uh, along with the Titans game, with Phillip Rivers and the Colts beating Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. Both veteran QBs played well. And you love to see veterans go back and forth. I mean, Phil and Aaron have been in this league a long time. They throw the ball with accuracy. They make the right decisions. It's like being a player and coach on the field at the same time with those two. And it's just awesome for us fans to see that. Smart football wins games, and both of those two are as smart as it gets. So the difference in this game, though, was a fumble in OT. It was just inexcusable. Valdez Scantling put the ball on the deck which led to a Colts field goal to cap things off. And that was the difference, as we all know in the NFL with the overtime rules. If the opposite team forces a turnover, then all they need is a field goal. Uh, A touchdown's needed to walk things off if you get the ball first. But since Aaron had it first, turnover Green Bay, they were already in field goal range, just running the football uh, to center it for the kicker. And uh, Colts uh, kick through the uprights and good to go. Uh, shout out uh, Quentin Nelson from Homedale, New Jersey. Next, uh, the Cowboys upset the Vikings and the Red Rocket Andy Dalton look really good. Three TD passes. Not a lot of people, especially how the Vikings have been playing the last few weeks, did not think the Cowboys would win this ball ballgame. Uh, C.D. Lamb had a brilliant touchdown catch. When the Cowboys are clicking, I know they're with their backup instead of Dak, but when they're clicking and Zeke's running the ball, it opens up the passing game. And if that's the case, the Cowboys can 
put together a few more wins this year. And, uh, yeah, uh, Zeke wants another postseason appearance, and uh, so does the Red Rocket uh, here in a new city after uh, after being in Cincinnati. So we'll see, we'll see how the NFC East uh, finishes up, but the Cowboys certainly think they have a chance. Lastly, in this football segment, Patrick Mahomes. And I think I just need to state the name, and you know I'll be talking in a positive light. He marched down the field in about a minute to cap off the win when he found his buddy, the best tight end in the league, Travis Kelsey, to take the lead. And folks, the stats for Mahomes speak for itself. But what really gets me is his leadership. Leadership's key, folks. And with Pat at 25, it's just a whole new brand. People think that leadership comes with age. Leadership comes with behavior. And Pat's able to show that at a young age. When he throws a TD pass, he always says, the receiver did a great job getting open and making the play. When the defense is on the field, he's the first one off the sideline to celebrate with his squad. Think about it. The Chiefs are coming off a Super Bowl ring and looking for another. Look at this uh, hot start with only one loss. But Mahomes, there's just so much to be said about this. And he learned very well under Coach Andy Reid. Andy Reid stresses leadership and having a collective group, everyone making good decisions on and off the field. And when Pat was able to learn that from Andy, he followed his role model and continued that good behavior on and off the field. You know, it's good for kids and adults, everyone, to look up to Patrick and say, wow, he's just as good on the field as he is talking to Lisa Salters and et cetera off the field. That's what just puts me in awe about Patrick. And NFL's in such good hands with him as the face of the league. I mean, who else would we want? A 25-year-old, best behavior in the world, best player in the world, best decision maker in the world, and is capable of everything. A jack of all trades, folks. I wanted to shout out OBJ, too. He had the catch that had everyone talking about him six years ago today when Eli threw it down the field and OBJ made a one-handed catch that sits at the top with DeAndre Hopkins' catch, which I was talking about on our show last week. Just... A phenomenal grab with even a penalty on the play, defensive pass interference. So shout out OBJ. And actually, currently, OBJ is uh, going through rehab. Uh, he had a torn ACL to end the year. So get well, Odell Beckham Jr. That's the NFL segment here today. Moving on to NBA. NBA players continue to be on the move this offseason. Big signing for the Lakers, Montrez Harrell. The big from the Clippers came over to the Lakers, as did Marc Gasol and Wes Matthews. And as I mentioned last week on our show, Dennis Schroeder. The one tough thing for, for Laker fans is Rajon Rondo is on the move. He went to the Atlanta Hawks. He's now the mentor for Trey Young over in Atlanta. And that's great for Trey. Lakers were able to get the ring here with Rondo. But Rondo got a nice deal there, a two-year deal. Um, it was in the range of money he was looking for, and he wants to, he really wants to train, and he thinks Trey Young's an outstanding young player, and if he teaches Trey to make the right decisions and have the brain as, as much as the body and the capabilities on the court, he's going to be just fine. He'll be just fine, 
And with the Lakers, other NBA teams are a little scared because the Lakers, guys, on paper are better this coming year than their championship year. And that's props to Rob Palenka for these moves as the GM. Interesting fact here, Marcus Gasol is chasing something his brother got in L.A., a title for the city of Los Angeles. So this is the first set of brothers to each play for the Lakers at some point in their career. And that's something to be said. I mean, Powell won two with Kobe, and now Mark's chasing one with LeBron James. And uh, the Lakers just, I mean, they won from an offseason perspective. It's quite ironic that the, the winner of it all won in the offseason. It's usually other teams trying to get as good as the best. Now Lakers are taking another step uh, towards another ring, and uh, other teams watch out. And also devastating news. I mentioned Joe Burrow in the NFL earlier. How about Clay Thompson out for the year? The man tore his Achilles, and he's coming back. He was out last year with a torn ACL, which he tore in the finals two years ago. And I don't know. I mean, Clay, he's such a phenomenal player, phenomenal shooter, and people love seeing him on the court. And with him out, it's going to be another year. You never know how you come back from an Achilles. That's the toughest injury in basketball. And we hope Clay's back to, to the Clay we all know. Popping threes, doing his thing. So uh, get well, Clay. I, I wish this didn't happen to you, man. But you are strong and you will be back shooting the three ball in the finals. A little bit on the NBA draft before we wrap things up. Anthony Edwards went first overall. Uh, to the Timberwolves, and I think that's going to add a great shooter, a great player on both ends of the floor. Uh, Two overall went to the Warriors, James Wiseman, the center, and this is a center that fits in the Warriors' offense. He could shoot the ball. He can attack the basket. He can rebound and crash the backboard, and, you know, he's he's an all-around threat, and that's what you need in the league today, kind of an Anthony Davis type in in which you're a jack-of-all-trades and you're a hybrid type, not the Shaq type of big or or the Charles Barkley type of big. In this game today, it helps if one through five on the floor – and shoot the perimeter ball. So if you could shoot the three ball, it's going to be uh, your team's in really good hands in today's league. To round out the top three, LaMelo ball went to the Hornets. And that's good. Uh, Gordon Hayward also went to the Hornets, and they have Devontae Graham at the two. You know, this is going to be a pretty good team. Uh, they're pretty young. Uh, LaMelo's a good player, a good scorer. Uh, the big joke is uh, LeVar, his father, wants to play Michael Jordan one-on-one. That might not end well, but uh, LeVar, his father, definitely likes to talk a little bit and, and get, uh, get people fired up. So MJ's got to play him now. But yeah, all jokes there, but I think the Hornets are going to be just fine. Uh, just fine. And overall with the draft this year, it was tough for me because I, I wasn't able to see these guys during March Madness. And with me not being able to see them there, I wasn't able to see them in a playoff-type environment, you know, because college March Madness relates to the NBA playoffs, and now we just have to base it off the stat sheet, and that's different. But, hey, these players are very skilled, and I think they'll succeed in this league. So uh, a little talk there about the draft offseason. And keep in mind with the offseason, I mentioned players on the move. There are going to be players that are going to continue being on the move. So so I'll keep you in touch week to week. But uh, thanks, guys. Happy Thanksgiving to all. And uh, yeah, stay safe during these times. JD out.